the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Will from OX7 Recruitment. Will, thank you for joining me. So, uh, where have you travelled from again? I travelled from a little town called Brackley, which okay. is in the Shire. How long did it take? Uh, just over two hours. Absolute commitment, mate. Thank you so much Not for coming. A problem, I really mate. appreciate no, it. I love it. Um, so I know, sort of, Will, we connected. You sort of reached out on LinkedIn, didn't you? Um, said that you'd be listening to some of these and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, firstly, thank you um, for listening. I'm glad we can make this uh, yeah. reality, mate. It's I fanboyed cool. you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to you. Yeah. I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, as I'm sure you'll know, then where where I always love to start is is the story around sort of how you got into recruitment. I always find that interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how how did you fall into? Well, I'm assuming that how did you get into <laughs> recruitment? Now you'd be right to assume I did. I did fall in. Um, so I was I had a really interesting job before, which was it's incredibly hard to describe and to articulate what it was. Oh really? To give like to to try and summarize it, I was working for a um, an entrepreneur who was a pharmaceutical consultant. Okay. Um, but he had lots of business ideas. He okay. didn't really have anyone to kind of. He's make... the ideas guy. He... Loads of ideas. Yeah, yeah, ideas, yeah. So like ideas, you know, yeah. in, he he saw um, areas in the pharmaceutical industry and many around software where things could be improved. So um, okay. not only pharmaceutical but aesthetic as well. So um, I just had an incredibly varied job, right? So, one... so were you selling his ideas? Yeah. So I was I was selling pharmaceutical software. I was selling um, like a CRM system yeah, for yeah, the yeah. aesthetic uh, industry. So that was really my first kind of venture into a. a How did you get into role. that? Um, he made me. <laughs> he forced me. Like so, when I came in, it was more of a kind of project manager, you know, like make the operational things happen, yeah. make it tick over. Um, but then he's like, look, now we need to go after business, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you need to be picking up the phone and calling every single aesthetic agency. Yeah. Wow. So like, then in my first two weeks, so this was an established product, right? Yeah. So they'd been kind of using it in his own clinic okay. for a while. Then he said, look, you know, let's let's get out there as much as you can. So I um, so in my first two weeks, right, he made me go and do a talk at an aesthetic conference to 80 doctors. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like literally thinking, like leaning up to it, what can I do so I don't have to do this? Like, is it feasible <laughs> to like jump off like a second story building so I can break my leg? Not kill myself, <laughs> yeah, but just yeah, really yeah. damage myself so yeah, I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm so sorry. But I, yeah, I did it. So I, I got up there and I talked about this product. Wow. Um, you know, the kind of two weeks up to it, I absolutely immersed myself in what it did and the benefits and completely understood it, you know. And yeah. I had to deliver it to 80 doctors. And what I didn't really account for was the questions I asked oh, afterwards <laughs> so I was going like standing there literally like staring into the headlights of all these doctors who it was a great product so they had loads of questions yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah that was like a real kind of thrown into the deep end getting Whoa. doing it yeah, um, but actually that kind of grounded me pretty well oh, for, you imagine. Know. so how long did you do that for so I did that for about two and a bit years okay and then how did the whole recruitment piece so happen? as part of that we used a recruitment agency yeah um, and you know we I had this experience of this guy finding me staff um, did a really good job I, I never really understood the model well, I, did, I like didn't get what it they did. yeah yeah like you know I, I obviously knew that we had to pay them a fee but I was thinking did you think like they just got CVs off the internet and then just kind of yeah I knew, they were a high street so they were, oh, they right, were um, like industrial 
uh, industrial temp right okay. so they had a lot of walk-ins yeah so i just assumed that people would go there when they like a job center yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. um you know they would get a job through them but um i realized there's you know uh, quite a bit more to it than that. <laughs> so was your perception like okay it wasn't like oh these recruiters are quite shit and... so my perception of his business was really good okay, I good. was like you know he's a real stand up guy and, nice. you know they, they had a wicked Christmas party which I invited us to oh, and clever. it was amazing you know clever. like absolutely amazing um, but I had experience you know with other recruiters before that and it was kind of pretty negative for yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Um so so yeah he kind of changed the way I thought about it but it's, yeah. you know I was I completely didn't understand the model, did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, how did it come about that you went on the other side of the? So, my the guy who I was working for, he had uh, like a data center in Bangalore. Yeah, he had like we had like ten guys, so I would be managing these guys yeah, right, yeah, remotely. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Look, we're we're gonna part ways with a data center. We're not gonna bring it in house to the UK. So, you know, you've kind of not got a job anymore." Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so, oh right, okay. <laughs> it, but he did it in a really nice kind of way. You know? okay. it, it was he's me into it. So it wasn't yeah. like a, you know, chop you gone. It yeah. was like, look, this is what's gonna happen. So I kind of started having those exploratory exploration, uh, exploratory conversations with uh, my former MD, and he was like, "Have you ever thought about recruitment?" And I was like, "No, definitely not." And then he sat me down, and he completely honestly sold me the dream. Really? Uh, yeah, like I was, I left that like office and you know just give me a desk now. You know I'll start straight away. What? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He crazy. he was like a really inspirational, visionary kind of guy. Mm. Um, so I completely naturally bought into you know what they did and what yeah, he wanted yeah, yeah. to do. So I kind of went away thinking, whoa, like this is my calling. Because I, I must have been like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like to today, I hadn't really found a career where I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done bits and bobs. but and A lot of people expect to find it by that sort of age. Yeah, they, do, they put yeah. a lot of pressure on themselves. Like, my mates had all like found careers by that time and I was thinking, shit, I'm, I'm falling behind here. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, it, it was, you know, social dynamics was like, oh God. Yeah, right, I need to go out, buy a house. And yeah, yeah, down, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. So, so you went into recruitment at 29? Yeah, I did, yeah. So yeah. you met, you so so what you said there was you met someone who owned a recruitment business is that what you said that's right yeah, yeah. and then you he would just sold you the dream absolutely yeah. yeah yeah okay that's cool so i guess so um how were those how were those first 12 months then uh, difficult. Yeah. I had a successful first one. Was months. it was you? Was it three sixty? Yeah, three sixty yeah. straight in three sixty. So I um I was a generalist as well. So really? no specialism at all. Which I know you know generalist is a bit of a dirty word, but yeah. you know I was working literally uh, incredible variants of roles. Really? Yeah, yeah. So like I would be working like a metallurgist role. I'll be working a sales director role. I'll be working a front of house waiter role. Right. Yeah. And you know having to adapt my conversational style to each type of candidate yeah. so frequently it was like it taught me so much it was yeah. it was you know it was tough i i i would say you know i worked incredibly hard and you know i did i did well i i built really well in the first or in the first you know few years i built really really well yeah um and but it was, i loved it right so i i loved it you learning. actually really love it enjoy it genuinely That's like lovely. 100% right so yeah I, I, I used to think people who say, do you know what? I love going to work. I think bollocks. No, you, don't. <laughs> you, you just want to get paid and like, you know, go yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, as soon as I started recruitment, as soon as I started having a conversation with candidates, with clients, learning, like getting all that yeah. knowledge, yeah. it was just like, oh my gosh. Like my world is just completely, you know, like on that film, 
where he um, he takes that pill. What's it? Bradley Cooper, is it? Oh, uh, Limitless. Limitless, right? Yeah, yeah. And you start seeing things yeah, and you're yeah, understanding. Yeah. It was almost it all like, like that. Clear. Yeah, but no oh, pills. It was, yeah, it was just incredible. I think I think that's obviously one of the great things about recruitment, right? Because like, you don't have to have any particular type of background, all that. And, and it, it generally has every capability of, of changing your life. Do, yeah. Do you know what, right? So when I look at my background, even before that previous role, I'd worked in... So I, I cleaned my school during... Um, like year 11 in GCSE year, so I was yeah. a cleaner, right? Okay. So that was hard work, getting down, getting dirty, you yeah, know, yeah, cleaning yeah. the shit that all the kids yeah. made. And then I worked in Burger King for like two years, and they put me Did through you? a management course, yeah. Okay. So again, you know, working with really challenging people, because people yeah. are at these kind of places, it's not always a career for them. So they're very much like... You know, I don't give a shit. Yeah, You're an assistant yeah, manager. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, do what yeah. I want. Yeah. So, and then I did deck, telephone debt collection. So I was talking to people about, you know, negotiating repayments. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But people would tell me on a daily basis that they were going to come and murder me. <laughs> they're going to wait outside work and they're oh, going to kill that's me. That's definitely building, um, building up some resilience there. Absolutely. Some thick skin, yeah. So, like, it kind of, my story up until recruitment all kind of made sense. Like, wow, like this is really what I was supposed cool. to do. So, yeah. That's really cool. So, um, okay. So, I guess... First thing that springs to mind then, like because for me, um, yeah, I work. I was a specialist. Um, like, how challenging is that? Because I can imagine that being really fucking difficult. Yeah. Like, how how do you deal with that? Going from as you said, dealing with a, a waiter to a sales director, right? Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. A completely different <laughs> yeah. dynamic. Like, what what's what's the advantages of that? Like, why like why that approach? So so now I'm managing like five different consult or four different consultants, soon to be five, who are all like going to different sectors i know a bit about all of those sectors i'm by no means an expert but i can say mm. your fee is going to be slightly lower on average and your fees going to be slightly higher okay. and this is the best way of doing it your guys ain't going to be on job boards you know yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. yours are yeah. so it gives me firstly a, a real grounding so it's of good, good grounding that, yeah, yeah so okay. a real kind of broad experience over a number of different sectors to me the specialism was recruitment you know i could find okay. people right person okay. i don't think that necessarily works all the time and is going to be sustainable over you know next few years but when i came into it you know a few years ago it kind of made sense okay. and i loved it it was yeah, it was yeah. like so you liked it being really varied massively yeah massively yeah. okay so um so you said you did well in those first 12 months then what what do you think you put that down to then i know you said everything sort of drew um came together but yeah that you said that you really worked hard there was it work ethic or what, what did you put it down to <laughs> luck <laughs> seriously <laughs> so, but yeah but you create your own yeah, luck yeah 100 percent. no I, I agree so you do create your own luck so i worked really hard like i i think i have a natural so you ability. have a chip on your shoulder no. no what do you mean like because like as you said like you didn't quite find your career yet. You found your calling. Oh, so was there? Was there not? Was you like? You know what? This is it. Like I need to. Yeah. Absolutely oh, sorry. Yeah. Down I do. This. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I'm taking this seriously now. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, you I mean, know yeah. no no sickies. You know, yeah, no yeah, like yeah. being late. I'm in early every day. You know, mm. I'm I'm gonna work really hard in those hours that I'm there. So I, I think it was yeah luck, hard work. I, I wasn't. I would say a natural at sales. I'm not yeah. like a natural salesperson. Yeah. So the training. What is a natural salesperson? Though? What is it? What is that's a, a good question. Person? It's probably quite ambiguous, really, isn't it? That's what but I mean. I, I suppose, yeah. It's just like, I guess you just assume, like, yeah, they're confident, yeah. outgoing, all that. But for me, like, when I worked in recruitment, I'm sure you see this now, like, 
another really cool thing about it is like everyone has their own little style massively do you massively. know what i mean so there's no right style there's no yeah, oh, yeah you're a, you're a natural recruiter well no because the, the quietest guy in the room could be yeah. absolutely killing it yeah yeah do you know what i mean absolutely and, and, yeah so yeah so you okay so what, what was you what would you say your strong point was then in those 12 months was it I, yeah i think the ability to to learn from a client what they needed okay you know, so to listen to listen absolutely yeah, yeah. so um i was taught very early on you know in life really that you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason yeah, you yeah, know yeah. you should spend a majority of your time listening and observing and yeah. you know gaining you know information which you're storing in your brain so mm -hmm. for me my ability to store all of that information to, to go and see a client to see their demographic to see their culture and to know that person were working here or they wouldn't yeah, yeah. like that hit me quite early on yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know okay. I, I wouldn't be able, I, I think i'd really struggle if i could never go and see clients to, oh, yeah. to effectively so important. recruit for them it's so important, yeah it? massively so how how was um how was the training? So how was the training? How was that? Was it was it against straight in the deep end? Did you have yeah. some good training? How how was that? It was really good training. So the the MD was a really successful biller okay. in his own right. So he like like he was famous in the town for being a really good biller. Really? Right? So yeah. How many yeah. people were at this agency? So at the time there was nine or ten when okay, I yeah, came in. Similar to what I went yeah, into. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he was still on the phones billing or not. He brought me in so he could not be so on the phones. He could do the, he could grow the business. So he he wanted to bring someone in who he could like hand perm stuff over to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he could then build a business with right. Nice, nice, he nice. still had clients where he was like hands on and recruiting for them. Yeah. But um yeah it was kind of to to begin the transition okay. away from So, so what, how did he train you then? Because So it was a mixture. So um Jumping in in the deep end, you know, yeah. get on and do it. This on day is how, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, get on the phones. You know, this yeah. is how you have a candidate conversation. This is a pro forma document of the information you need to know. You'll probably use this for about a week or so, and then you won't need it because you, you know, you naturally know what you need to yeah. ask them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and same with the sales calls, right? It was, yeah. you know, you've worked in debt collection, you've done this. If someone says to you, no, I don't want to use you, so what? You know, <laughs> at least they're not threatening to murder you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a big bonus. Um, so, so yeah, it, it was thrown in at the deep end. You okay. know, just kind of go for it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm always interested in that. And I did a post recently about what, what sort of questions that people want me to ask, um, stuff like that, because I, I want to make sure that every, everyone listening is getting the most out of it. So I guess it's an interesting that one, because that's how I learned as well. Mm. But obviously, I think a, a huge factor to that there's only one in every three people that go into recruitment stay longer than 12 yeah. months is, is the training part, isn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. Do, do you know what I mean? So I guess just to fast forward to see how you now approach it, it'll be interesting, obviously. So now you've, um, I'll, I'll go into the story, but so you start your own agency, yeah, right? Yeah. So you start January this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you said, so you're managing four, soon to be five. Mm -hmm. So from that, from that deep end part and going into it on the phones, etc., Obviously, it has its pros and it has its cons because that isn't going to work for everyone. Absolutely. So, I guess, um, how have you now tailored it to your guys? Have you taken good parts from that? And, and yeah. I don't know how. So, what, how do you train your people now then? So, but yeah, it's interesting because I train them almost completely the opposite to how I was trained, <laughs> yeah, which okay. seems odd because I, I was successful. But actually, I think times have changed a little bit. Yeah. I think, you know, it's only been, what, three or four years, but actually, the way people do it has changed. Oh, yeah, and for I sure. think. Um, clients are so much more savvy now but yeah. you know it, you have to adapt so um we the way i do it now is the first kind of two days is what i would call classroom based okay. so i sit them down and i talk to them about firstly me yeah you know which sounds a bit narcotic but um no, i don't sense. narcissistic sorry not yeah, no, no. um but um but 
and tell them, you know, kind of why I'm where I am and in position yeah, to yeah. tell them, you know, yeah, all yeah, of this yeah. stuff. So it kind of puts a lot into context. Then we go through the dynamics of the industry, right? So what is recruitment? Why do people use agencies? Why um, is it such a big industry? Why is it still growing, you know, yeah. and, and really do it at a big kind of macro level? So they have the full context of everything they do when they and go into Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we go into more OX7 specific stuff, right? So how we like to do it, um, what I think best practices, what I think best practice is probably completely different to what someone else would. Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel, and I feel very strongly, there's a certain way of doing it. And if you adhere to that and you do it consistently, you will get the billings in return. Yeah, so yeah. We, we have like two days of doing that. Then after that, it's a mixture of them doing it and them shadowing me. Yeah, okay. So what I like to do is I get on the phones, right? And I'll talk to candidates and I'll talk to clients and then we'll, all, we'll sit down as a group and it's essentially them saying look you didn't say that in your call or you didn't say that them really kind of ter- being inquisitive yeah about and, it okay. like why did you say that and we actually break it down like almost forensically so like you know nice. i'll say look, you can hear in their tone just then as they say that word but actually they're not interested in talking so therefore our path of this call completely changes we're oh, not okay. any longer trying to close them for a visit we're setting foundations for a long-term relationship and nice. not trying to you know piss them off yeah, yeah. so it is a lot more forensic and as I've been in recruitment longer and longer, it's like I am I'm always obsessed with it. Mm. Like you know, like Pep Guardiola is with like yeah. City. Like he's obsessed about the position of the players and yeah, yeah. how their body position makes such. For yeah. me, it's exactly the same. You know? <laughs> Why have it. you said that certain word? And if you position certain way, almost like NLP, but you know, I'm not yeah, NLP yeah. trained. But you know, if you use the word please and thank you frequently, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and, um, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I completely, utterly believe on that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. um, that's so, yeah. interesting. So it's a bit of both, right? Mixture, I yeah. think what's interesting to ask about there. And it's a conversation that I had a few times on here, and I think it's also a big, a, a big thing. Is so all that sort of stuff talked about recruitment, talked about your your views on what best practices are, you talked about your your values and uh, the actual business that they're part of and how they recruit, yeah. right? Um, we didn't talk about, and maybe this is because um, of the way you're set up, but I think what's really important that sometimes people miss out. What I've heard it is the sector knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? So do you do any of that? Hundred okay, percent. So, so once they got the basics right, yeah, they're then immersing themselves into their sector. Yeah. So they'll probably spend maybe a week or two doing the recruitment dynamics, but then yeah. they're going to spend six to 12 months immersing themselves in their sector yeah. so realistically so when you say immersing themselves what do you mean by that like talking to candidates talking okay. to clients networking going okay. to events okay. um reading profiles reading okay. paper industry papers yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know when our our recruitment process internally right so the the consultants know this it's about 12 months realistically of training yeah it's in that first 12 months I'll be really happy if they break even, right? Yeah. You know, that'd be fantastic. If they don't, there's a very good chance that the foundations they've got for kind of year two yeah, and going yeah, onwards yeah. are going to set themselves to be really successful. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's more important, you know, knowing what they're recruiting into as opposed to necessarily the dynamics because, you know, we're in the, the industry of attraction, right? We, yeah. we, 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 we attract um, candidates to clients and clients to us. Yeah. So understanding those fundamentals is relatively simple compared to the nuances of, say, the IT or cyber yeah, security yeah, sector. Yeah. So they need to know that more than, you know, how yeah, to make sure. someone like an I think sometimes advert. that's where... Um, maybe like more bigger agencies and all that sort of brush over they just get all the all the basic stuff like that but yeah. that that's also really important and i think 
for me when I really got uh, to grips with that, even though I worked in insurance and recruited in it, there, it was a whole new um, part of insurance when you really yeah know the nuances and yeah. pick up the terminology and all that, it gives you more confidence yeah, massively. and you enjoy it more as well yeah. because uh, essentially for me when recruiters, when they add the most amount of value is that they know their market inside yeah. out. Um, do you know what I mean? So, Completely. Yeah. So. So that's what we try and pitch ourselves as as consultants, not yeah. you know, not just um, someone who's going to fling your CV over and yeah. you know pray to God you get an interview. Mm. It's actually we want to add value, not just to clients but the candidates yeah, as well. Exactly. So if if a candidate's in with us, we're going to give them the best possible chance of getting the job yeah. with the knowledge that we know. So what? So how long was you in recruitment before you started your own recruitment business? Um, gosh, over three years. So okay. I, when I um, I came to to the end at my first agency, right, and um, they were being bought out by a big national yeah. um, that national it was industrial didn't really interest me like I, you know I didn't want to do any temp stuff so I would have had to have go to their head office which was a bit of a trek so I was like do you know what I'm gonna have a new start now and I'm gonna go somewhere else so I went to a, a retained agency in um in just outside Northampton a place called Dustin okay. right that training there I was only there for 11 weeks right yeah but I probably learned more in about 11 weeks than I did in all of my GCSE and A level years. <laughs> Seriously, like it was yeah. crazy. It, like that training was incredible. It completely opened my eyes, and you know, it, it did show me now what is the correct way of working. Okay. Um. So you know, although I was there for a short period of time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm still talking to most yeah, of the yeah. people there. You know, we left on good terms. So what happened in those eleven weeks then for you to set up in your own? Um. I I was introduced to my business partners now. Okay. Um. And. You know, they said this is what we want to do, and yeah, it just kind of went from there. Really, we had yeah. a um, a few months earlier in the year where we were kind of finding our identity, and then you know, really, it was full steam ahead from kind of April May time. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was really fortunate to be introduced to them, and you know, it was again luck. You know, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. massive element of luck and being in the right time in the right place, yeah. knowing the right person who knew these guys and introduced me. So yeah, how do you feel about setting up your own? Then that's intense, though, right? Yeah, so it's well intense. So. Mm. For me, it's like another child. So I've got yeah. um, I've got two children, and another yeah. one away, and for the kind of I can resonate with how I feel about you know my daughters in the same way I feel about my business. It's like <laughs> oh my god, I love you so yeah, much. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot like, of people say that. Give yeah, that analogy, didn't they? I want to protect it. I want yeah, I want yeah. it to nurture and I want it to grow and I want it to be successful. Yeah. Um. So so yes, setting up kind of on my own was really scary, but the, my my business partners were such good advisors and such good. Um, personalities to have to, to call on it, it's gone really well so far yeah in touch with so it. I think so I think um, I think that's an, un, uh, an important point to underline when I've asked people before why they went on their own the challenges they face and, and, and those sorts of things it's about um, one um, two of the guys Adam had said if you can start with start it with one other person then do that yeah yeah obviously um, and again obviously being on your own can be really fucking lonely. yeah 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 it can be challenging which is why there's some really good networks out there which you can be yeah. part of and tap into other people's minds and all Massively. that right because if you're literally recruiting out out of your garden it's like wow okay this is literally <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? yeah so what, what i think so how has it benefited you tapping into that because it seems like that that's really helpful yeah. right? so tapping into the mind of like maybe you should do this if you thought yeah, about yeah, this yeah. and but um bouncing ideas off them and that how valuable has that been majorly so these guys are non-recruitment so they're they're hospitality background so oh, okay. they're, they're not you know they 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 give me advice from a business perspective and one of the first things they said is you need to get a number two in you need to have someone okay. you can share that experience with yeah um I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> I, I got. I ended up getting three people in at the same time. Really? Yeah. Um, so you know, had a good few months. Of How dealing. was that then? Because like, have you you've never done that before, right? 
So, well, in in my previous place, I did. I, bu- I tr- tried to build tried a team. To build a team. Okay. So difficult, you know. And yeah. I actually learned from the mistakes we made there. Okay, nice. So we we um when we were it was selection matters it was called we um tried to put a perm team and we tried to go down the route of getting industry experts right so yeah. we had a guy from who did engineering we had a guy who did accountancy and getting them to recruit because of course they have all the subject matter knowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they know their industry inside out and do you know what it was really tough and it didn't mm. actually work um, so how did you did you get non-experienced non-experienced so, so you trained them up train them up to, to recruit and you know we we during the interview process you know these guys were you know very experts in their field right but Translating that into recruitment isn't necessarily easy to you know yeah, yeah, yeah. to spot commercial opportunities to have that killer closing instinct mm. and to really want to push on. It's very difficult, mm. and of course they're recruiting roles where you know the people they're recruiting are probably a similar kind of skill level. Yeah, they're getting paid a lot more than them. It's probably <laughs> a bit like, oh right, <laughs> fair play. Yeah, um, yeah. So so we kind of learned the hard way actually that it was much more about attitude yeah. and. A good, a good mix of attitude and a good mix of subject, you know, subject matter. You know, mm. knowing a bit about the industry that they want to work in, having the um, desire to really push themselves into it, yeah. and be an expert. So, okay. you know, we, I, I want all of my consultants to be key opinion leaders in their industry. Yeah, nice. they're, they're not going to get there for probably three, four, five years. Yeah, but they know time. that's the path they're on. Yeah. And that's where they're aiming to be. So I'll I'll ask you something about that in a, uh, in a sec. But what I wanted to sort of elaborate on there, because again, it's a common question: like, what what do you look out for in a in a successful recruiter? What do you look out for? Um, that what are key indicators that this person can be good at recruitment? So you mentioned attitude. Let, mm-hmm. Let's sort of elaborate on that a bit. What is there anything that sort of jumps out? I know a lot of it for me. Um, it, a lot of it does come down to that gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, like, that's massively, so important, right? completely when you meet agree. Them, could this person yeah, work yeah. me or work? That, yeah. A lot of that is intuitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is there anything, any sort of personal traits or anything that yeah. you look out for? So first and foremost, it's what I like the person. Yeah. And important. I know that, uh, yeah. I know, well, it's I know. important <laughs> of a business of your size. Yeah, yeah, no, massively. So important. But I, I think if I don't like someone, I don't click with them, I, you know, it's really hard to root for them and to be like, I'm going to put everything I can into you to get you where yeah. you want to be because I don't really like you. <laughs> so I always go with my gut. And if I nice. like someone, that's a big tick. It's not the it's not the final point, but I think if I don't click with someone and they don't click with me and they don't kind of get me or like me, then, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But why would they want to work for me? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, firstly being likable yeah, you know? yeah and i think that's got me quite far in life and you know it probably sounds no, for a, sure. bit, a bit you know funny but but it's true um so the next thing i think is desire to reach a goal so like people aren't going to come into recruitment of all the skills they need and it's mm-hmm. going to take them a long time to get there so but having the the desire to get there and knowing it's going to take two three four years to be a good consultant is what i look for as well okay so that's difficult to judge in interviews because a lot of people just want to get the job you know they want the perks but having the kind of i don't know the ability to spot little trends in people's career and little Mm. nuances that they've done or they say that means they actually are just got like a a 12 month shelf life which is fine for some businesses but for me i want a really established team you know i don't like the large turnover in recruitment it makes me uncomfortable that you know you can have four five six consultants leave you know every single year and you have to replace them i don't want that i want a really settled team Mm. um so yeah so being likable having the desire to get to where they want to be 
and the, uh, another really important one is the the ability to comprehend complex information and okay. relay it to people. Yeah. So what I look for people to be able to do is to go to a client to uh, realistically not know a huge amount about their business, yeah. but come away being like, right, I can talk in depth about this business. Yeah, yeah, what the they need, hundred percent. Yeah, we're, we're not valuable. just we're not kind of just talking on like a real micro level. We're talking like you know what does business future plans? You know how's yeah, Brexit going to affect really them and all that point. kind of stuff. That's really good. Um, so I need people to be able to do that. How do you how do you bring? So I'd be interested to know how do you bring to life the actual dedicate like how dedicated you need to be the hard work you need to put in in recruitment like you said you, you've clearly got a long-term mindset yeah which i think is also a big part of why why i started this in terms of the perception of recruitment because it's yeah, yeah. very easy to be perceived online as you earn a shitload of cash quick yeah. um you do all the nice stuff go out for drinks yeah. nice dinners go to ib for all that <laughs> um so how do, how do you pitch that to potential new hires do you say look this is going to take a lot of graph yeah. but this is what the the gold at the end of the rainbow looks like three five years down the line yeah is it, what, how do you so first of all honest like you're, just you're, honest, yeah. you're not going to earn a shitload of money in your first year unless yeah. you're unbelievably good or unbelievably lucky right yeah so for for, for, for most people who come into it you're probably going to earn a nice amount of money right yeah not life-changing you're not going to go and no. buy a ferrari yeah. or rolex but realistically you're going to have 12 months of really hard work yeah you know of time you learn, isn't yeah you, I know, I, i'm very you know upfront and say you'll probably get to month three and you'll be a you'll consciously know that you're incompetent at your job yeah so you'll feel like an inward pressure of shit i can't do this this yeah, is really yeah, hard yeah, yeah. but it's about getting through that and telling them yeah, that you're sure. going to feel that you're going to feel really kind of anxious about your ability to do a job but actually yeah. you'll power through that and as soon as you power through that and you get to the end of the tunnel like you say the, the rainbow or the pot of gold in the yeah. rainbow it's amazing mm. um getting there is amazing because you have amazing conversations yeah, you, yeah. you build your knowledge base you make connections you, you it sounds so corny but you do change people's lives 100 sometimes mate. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no no mate uh, i couldn't agree more so what i wanted to ask because i think um yeah, be curious to sort of um, understand your mindset. So you mentioned about you want your consultants to be thought leaders in their in their sector, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why is that? What's the benefit of that? And why? Why have you got that mindset to that? Because they can give a, a, a more of a consultative service to our clients and to our candidates, so mm-hmm. they're trusted. You know, so we're affecting people's lives. Yeah. If we are, we influence their decisions. You know, candidates' decisions, whether. Yeah. You know, we like it or not, we we do. If someone is involved in a recruitment process with a recruiter, we are influencing the decisions they yeah. make, positively or negatively. So I want the the influence that they have to be from a really informed, positive perspective, yeah. as opposed to well, if I place you, I'll get another five hundred quid, yeah. and that I'm pays for my trip to IB for this month. Definitely. I don't want that. I want people to be like, look, realistically you're probably worth a little bit more, but this company are going to float in 12 months' time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to be in good stead to get yeah. some equity, blah, blah, blah. So I want it to be from that perspective as opposed to, um, you know, Transactional, ever. oh, this guy just put me in uh, wherever, yeah. Massively. I think I think what you're talking about there, and look, I rave on about it all the time, but it's, it's true and, it, and it's helped me and I'm leveraging it now, it is your personal brand. So we spend an entire day talking about personal brand in yeah. our training. So okay, it's, it's quite funny, actually, right? So I put together like a, a piece on people I think have got good personal yeah. brands, yeah. and it's not it's not necessarily recruitment based. It's more kind of you know globally. Yeah. So uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. right? extremely talented, but does a huge amount of charity. Yeah. Hayden um, Pantieri, whatever her name is, uh, who does the stuff for the dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Um, Richard Branson, yeah. great business leader. 
I did have one there, Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, so my kind of point to those guys was, look, that your perception of someone's business or a business is heavily influenced by the individual who's like a, yeah. a leader of that business yeah, or yeah, a yeah. key person in that yeah. business. So, you know, over the last few months, Elon Musk has had some absolute howlers, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like yeah, stuff he said. Howlers, yeah. So Tesla's share price has gone down yeah, considerably. Yeah. So, you know, having a strong personal brand and being... Uh, using it wisely is really important. How do you encourage that then? Because I, I guess the advantage you got. So when I when I sort of I say discovered that it's, it was nothing new. People have been speaking about it for a while, but yeah. particularly in recruitment, yeah, yeah, it was well. Now you pick up the phone, yeah, yeah. You speak to people, all the normal stuff, right? And when I just had this sort of light bulb moment of oh shit, our competitors are doing absolutely nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. online. I can reach X amount of people yeah. by putting this post out. Yeah, I can only speak to so many people one day on the phone. Obviously, I, I got pushed back then from the other consultants who've been doing it for like yeah, yeah. quite a long period yeah. of time. So obviously, they know it's not something that they know that works, yeah, but they yeah. do know what works. Yeah, right? yeah. So I guess the advantage you got is that the guys that you took on, if they didn't have experience, they they just got fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah. That's the advantage that I had. See, so how do you encourage that? So I I'm a perfect example of being a, a sucker for personal brands, right? So yeah. you know, I I saw an interview that. Um, a guy called Ryan McCabe did, who's the CEO of Audro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was talking about Audro, and he was kind of, the way he was positioning it, he was talking about, I was like, that's something I need to use in my business. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so he was doing lots of stuff on kind of LinkedIn and that. And like, so I, I phoned up Audro and said, look, I really like your... Inbound, what you, right? Yeah, yeah, what you do. So, yeah. you know, let's talk. And now I'm a customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, I know it works, right? Um, but my so all three of the guys have taken well the three guys I took on in July they're all new to recruitment yeah completely new right so um getting them to build a personal brand is difficult and I don't want them to be putting content out there for the sake of putting content out there yeah. it's a it's a slow process yeah so they they write one article a week on okay. our website that's sort of how you've that's the sort of account this is like very kind of slowly getting into okay. it right um for each one of the adverts they put on our website they should they should do a video of it, right? Okay. So it's got a job description, but then there's a talking head of us talking about the client and the company yeah, and yeah, the role. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we should be doing that for every single advert okay. we have on our website. So it's getting them used to putting themselves out there because I hugely respect anyone, yeah. you know, like, like yourself, yeah, yeah. who puts themselves out there and says, yeah. you know, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm building a personal brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> accept me. <laughs> um, I, I really respect people do. You know, there's, there's a... A guy who who works in a an agency which is quite local to us, and he does something called uh, like they call it the news, right? Yeah. And it's about jobs and what's going on. And I have huge respect for he does that, yeah. Because putting yourself out there, it's hard, yeah. And putting yourself on social media, which is famous <laughs> for being, you know, people being spiky and yeah, being critical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fair play to you putting yourself out there. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm a massive advocate, but I understand that my guys can't immediately go and do two three minute videos talking about the sector they're recruiting into because yeah. they don't know enough or they're probably not confident enough to do it yet and I don't want to force them into doing things that they don't want to do yeah. the articles are a nice way of getting them thinking about the kind of content that you know works and people enjoy and you know that adds value the next step is kind of turning that into video right yeah, so yeah. it's um it's about getting that kind of balance really I think my, my two pence on that um, is um, the, the, you got to have, firstly in, if you before you start 
you, you've got to have the mindset which you clearly have, which is you, you can't share content with the expectation of getting something in return. Yeah, yeah, massively. You can't do that. So, yeah. so people need to understand that firstly. It's it's like anything. Compare it to, to BD. Like, how often is it you make one BD call to a potential new client and they sign terms with you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it doesn't really happen, <laughs> right? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, so I think that, that that's the first thing. I think... Um, the other thing as well is, I know you mentioned about not, uh, not being able to talk about the sector and all that, I get that, but I think there's so much that they can talk about, and what yeah. I mean by that is the conversation that they have on a daily basis. Yeah, it yeah, can yeah. Be th- it, the content is literally the conversation that yeah, you have, yeah. do you know what I mean? And that's that's all that I did. So the first, um, I was happy to, just, so not everyone needs to jump in front of the camera, mm. Like you don't need to do that, that's mm-hmm. what I always tell people. Um, there's, there's always going to be written audio and video that, that's yeah, how yeah, you consume yeah, yeah. content that isn't going to change there's going to be people out there who love to read yeah. people out there who love to write and there's going to be people there who love to watch listen etc right so there whatever you do someone there's going to be mm. someone there that is happy to consume Absolutely. that right yeah. um, but what I what I um, started with and also actually what I always say is don't I know you mentioned about you do video for jobs, but I get that, and I'd do that if I was in recruitment. But that wouldn't be my only the content that I share. No, it no, just no, be no. About jobs, no, no, absolutely. That's all people do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what I start, what the content I started with was just actually about just simple stuff. So it's about interview feedback. Mm. Um, it was about um, how we work and yeah. all that. And I know the thing is, all, all I did was turn what we were speaking about before we started this was about having your own personal pitch mm. and your service, what you believe yeah, in, all yeah. that, and just taking that into a piece of content. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. that means is it reaches X amount of people instead of it just being a one-on-one conversation. Yeah, yeah. So my advice for that is like, if you're hearing on a daily basis candidates talking about this pain point or your clients talking about this pain point, make some content around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Massively. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing just to sort of round that off, I think it's great that they're starting. And what's always a great exercise is if you do share content, look over the last past month, two months, three months, what did work well, yeah, what yeah, did yeah, work well. Yeah. And then we need to do is just do more of the stuff that worked well. Massive. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> that, of obvious, isn't it? That literally is it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And I, I did that exercise recently. And I ha- I'll be honest, I haven't actually done that. And I heard it and I was like, shit, that's so simple. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you're like, okay, well, what should I write about all that? But yeah, the answer is if you're putting the stuff out there, yeah. then do it. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. So um, what's your thoughts on... I was reading one of your um, articles, actually. It was about sort of where recruitment's going, AI, technology, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all those sorts of things. What, what's your view on that then? So so you use Audro, mm-hmm. okay? So I'd say for people that use that, I think you guys, a, a person that's using that product sees things are evolving yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that, right? It's an advanced technology yeah. in, in um, recruitment. So where do you see it going and how... how yeah, what... what what do you think is going to change and all that? So I, I think tech and especially rec tech is, is going to massively aid us. I, I yeah, think there's going to be I people so. who are going to be resistant to it. And they're yeah, going to say, oh, well, sure. you don't need to do this. It's Pick ridiculous. up the phone. All that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old school. I think times are changing, right? So yeah. we we invest in a lot of tech. So, nice. you know, we've got a lot of stuff beyond Audrey. We've got North Star, which is for like um, reporting and looking yeah. at stuff, pipelines and stuff. We use, we're trying a piece of software called Cognizum, okay. which is a, a really interesting piece of software. So I'm really open to kind of exploring new techs. I think it helps. Yeah. I think the vast majority of tech out there is going to make your life easier. Yeah. It's going to allow you to spend it's more about time increasing on efficient. Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about a, a enabling recruiters to spend more time on yeah. what they do best at. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I think there's going to be, I think there's a mid-market at the moment, which is, you know, really kind of successful, right, in recruitment, where people kind of, 
fud along. It's not con- necessarily consultative. It's yeah. a, a mix between transactional and you know hard work. Yeah. I think that's going to kind of there's going to be a chasm, right? And I think there's going to be a gap between the transactional stuff, which AI I think will massively, massively impact on. Hundred percent. So you know, I think there will be a lot of agencies who you know just fling CVs who will you know die out and yeah, I, yeah. I think that's actually the, a good a thing, good thing yeah. but i think there's going to be at the other end of the spectrum the agencies who you know embrace the technology and use it to their advantage are going to grow and thrive and sure. I, I think ultimately it's going to be there to help i think the end decision that's always going to be made by a human because there's so yeah, many different factors sure. which it's, come it's into about play. those understand those nuances and yeah that, as you said right? that's where you add the most amount of value so i i went to bullhorn engage this year and um i saw a talk from a neuroscientist uh called marsha it was brilliant i, yeah. I was honestly just Loved in that. complete utter awe yeah i want to go there next year yeah it was brilliant it was really good um and you know she was saying all of these devices and all of these you know pieces of technology will enable you as recruiters to make better decisions yeah. at the end of it, but it will be you making the decision. And, yeah. I, and I, I think that's going, that's the way it's going to be. I think um, I think clients are going to want us more, to ha- they're going to want to have more value added to their process. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to want, you know, consultancies more. who can do this quicker, who can do it more effectively and more consistently. Yeah. And I think the, te- uh, the tech is going to enable that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm all about, you know, early adoption of technology. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's the right mindset. I, Q I really 50,000 in mails from uh, people <laughs> trying to sell Recto. But yeah, I, I think it's um, so important and I, I, I embrace it. I guess it comes really from a place of being slightly lazy. You know, if something can make my life easier, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. If I think if, um, you know, I can reduce admin tasks and increase revenue generating tasks, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. I think you're completely right. And what I just want to... Um, uh, underline which I think is interesting you said obviously that there's always going to be people who resist to new ways of working yeah. and all that right because for how many years you do this recruitment process it's going to work yeah, right? yeah, yeah. it's working so um, you may have seen but me and um, Sean put out um, an ebook from um, the Gary, Gary Vee yeah, 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 yeah. so one of the things that he, he says it a lot and I just I just think it's so relevant to recruitment is he, he asks the audience who's had a great year this year in business People put put their hand up, and he's like, "You're the people I'm worried about, right?" And the reason for that is for people like, for example, who who are still now. Nah, I don't need order. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. these technologies. Yeah. They're still absolutely killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're going to be the people who don't adopt anything. Yeah, yeah. But let's, we're, as you said, it's about the long game. So yeah, yeah, five yeah. years down the line. Um, and they still may not have adopted anything, it's not going to fucking work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It yeah. still may work, but there's going to be people like yourself, there's going to be uh, other agents, as we said, what, 30, what is it, something, thousand recruitment 39,000, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think about how many recruitment businesses are having more of your approach, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, of what can we do to make our jobs easier and all yeah. that, right? Um, so I think that's going to be a really interesting journey, right? And people will fall behind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's always interesting. So, um, and also I think just because I'm in this world and I talk about it on a daily basis, I think a huge thing as well is what you said about how you got in, in touch with Woodrow it is, is about that inbound stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about, yeah. Um, because like people get absolutely peppered every single day. I, I, pepper, I used to pepper people every <laughs> single day, right? Yeah. And as you said, clients are more savvy now. Candidates are more savvy. Yeah, yeah, they, have, yeah. a, they have access to information yeah. at their fingertips. Yeah. Um, and it's all about... And also, it's like it takes like three to five touch points before someone wants 
have a conversation yep. with you now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so much harder to build that credibility in that first phone call and, and build trust. Right? Yeah. And that's what you can do with content. Uh, and that, that's the amazing thing. Do you it know is, what I mean? It is. And do you know so what? That's going to change. It is going to change. Now, I think that, you know, we live in a unprecedented times, really. You know, the digital era, social media, mm. um, you know, political factors. Brexit, yeah, you know, exactly. the way we're having to work is going to change drastically, and I think it, unless you're kind of prepared for that, it's going to be a real slog to catch up. Yeah, yeah. kind of later down the line. Yeah. So, um, look, I always love to know. Um, so maybe you can keep it about the business so far, but what what's been sort of your lowest point so far? Then what, what's <laughs> been the real tough time? Uh, have you had any of those? And, and then we can talk about a real good time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so low time in the business that's actually quite a difficult question because for me it's kind of all been so positive so far yeah um i guess there was a time where um i i, f- I thought that the we weren't going to grow so I, yeah. I thought i was never going to be able to find people who to join, you, yeah. to join me and i thought oh, you know i'm going to go kind of six nine twelve months of just doing it on my own yeah which I could probably cope with. I could probably do, but you know, I there was times where I was interviewing people and I was thinking, "You're just not right. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. not going to work." And it was doing that five, six, seven, eight times until I found the kind of right yeah. people, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, thank God!" But yeah. The prospect of not being able to grow a business because I can't recruit someone, you know, yeah, how yeah. ironic. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. I know it's a huge problem. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I, lo- I love what you just said there. You you just got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Persistence, right? Like it is in recruitment, you need that. Um, what what about a real high time then what, what's been a real good time for you so um real high time so within the first kind of eight weeks all three of my guys who are again brand new to the industry they all made placements and all had confirmed placements in the same week and mm-hmm. i had a placement as well so like the revenue for that week was like really really good Love that. and they it, it would it all come from clients which they'd gone out and won oh, candidates wow. they'd gone out it's and like sourced whole, 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 whole process absolutely love that and they'd all done Plus. it in the same week so it kind of all came together oh, so the, uh, the office must have been rocking mate we went to Turtle Bay and we had a good time <laughs> <laughs> I love that mate there, there literally is nothing better than um, yeah especially when you're your colleagues as well I yeah. think nothing better than walking up to that fee board yeah, 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 yeah. Um, writing your fee on absolutely. the board and, and just having a big old smile yeah, on your face yeah, yeah. That, obviously that, that's great but and then I think I know you said it's a bit cheesy and you change lives and all that but I think that's amazing um, that personal win and then getting that first deal yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think in going you know, and that person going thanks for helping me like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean that tops it all that off that is awesome I think some of the emails you get sometimes from they're quite heartful you know saying, like, thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah. much like that's such a nice feeling yeah. getting the commission you know getting the bonus brilliant yeah. but actually the fact that you've changed someone's life positively yeah. again it sounds cheesy yeah, and yeah, my yeah. guys no, are going to stick this it's, but it's, so, it's amazing <laughs> so um, we're talking about tech there I'm really enjoying asking this question because I'm always curious um so I've asked it a few times now, but if if LinkedIn was to shut down tomorrow, yeah, yeah, how how like how, what would you put your uh, eggs into in terms of uh, as a recruiter? Yeah, uh, uh, very good question. Yeah. Um, very difficult question. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so I, I think we would go old school. We would hit mm. the phones, man. And we, yeah, you know, yeah. we we would start building relationships, get in front of people. You know, get call clients candidates and just get ourselves out there and be a very physical presence yeah, yeah. um link linkedin is a great great tool but 
it's actually a great tool for procrastinating as well. Like, oh, mate, yeah. you can spend hours like getting yeah, so like much a, content on there now. Yeah, isn't there? like it's videos, crazy. And, written stuff. And loads. like we were saying about people putting content out there, it, it is a it is a really great thing. But you can get sucked into like watching endless loops of videos and oh, people yeah, doing can. stuff, and it's brilliant. So I, I would I would get us out there. You know, I'd be ringing clients, say let's get in front of you, let's you know let's meet, let's talk, yeah, nice. and just get in front of them. And you know, it would be going a bit old school i guess and yeah. you know just smashing the phones out but yeah, yeah. that's fun i enjoy that you know yeah. talking to people making those relationships is good yeah nice okay cool so before we um wrap up then mate what's uh what's exciting in, in your world what's going on so you started in jan yeah you said things really started so when did you make your first hire um or whether you free people at the same time so july yeah so they came in july wow, in the okay. end so, so how many months is that now july or july, so four months one wow, bit okay. months yeah so how how is it all looking like for year one good so we i, I literally last night i just formalized my org chart for the next kind of 18 months oh, wow. which is really exciting to do like yeah. it's so cool because cool. it's kind of like well if i've got it on powerpoint it's definitely gonna happen now <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of mapping it all out and saying this is what we're going to do next and this is what we're going to do next so nice. i was um i've only ever done perm stuff okay so i've never done contract stuff yeah but i was um i met with this really strong it contractor recently who completely and utterly opened my eyes to it yeah, yeah like he, i only did perm yeah yeah so I, it's open it's open the whole contract piece i've been open to through I mean, recruitment businesses yeah, yeah, yeah i think what what i've learned and i don't know if you learned it's from that is um one i think uh, so sean used to be a, a big contract builder yeah, yeah. and i think what i like to sound of it is like you really do build a community yeah yeah, like, yeah, do you, know yeah what I mean? you can literally place people like three four five yeah, times yeah 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 near which i absolutely love the sound of that because yeah. um but also if you're a recruitment business owner what i've learned through speaking to people is if you have a contract book that is a lot more appealing to someone massively. who wants to to buy the business yeah, yeah, right yeah. as opposed to perm business where sometimes if you have all those relationships and you step away from the business yeah what are the chances of yeah. that all falling through right Abs so i think you know i realistically I, I i can't see myself wanting to sell this business for a, mm. a long time but yeah you're right having that revenue book of you know contract clients is really appealing i think it opens a lot of doors so you're gonna uh, start contra a contract team or? yeah so my my plan over the next 18 months is to build a contract side of it as well nice. um so i, I need a, a really strong um contract salespersons if anyone's listening <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. um so yeah so i, I want to build that arm of it as well and not just have perm so we have the perm specialist and you know we do it the ox7 way which is a little bit different I, that sounds you know cliche, <laughs> but but the way we do it is very kind of thorough and um, but i also want the contract side of it as well yeah, and grow it that way because that's going to be the, the, the quickest and best way we can grow our headcount and get to a kind of level where i really want to be at in kind of three four five years time yeah i love that mate um so yeah so question i always ask then if you're listening you know this one but um so yeah so look if you could uh communicate to to every single recruiter they listen to to what you'd say can be a sentence can be a word yeah what, what springs to mind uh be yourself you know don't try and emulate someone else yeah. don't try and replicate other things being influenced is good but ultimately the the things that clients and candidates buy into is the consultant yeah you know we there's a massive part of our training where it's um don't be a dick <laughs> basically don't yeah, be yeah. a dick yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, just do the right thing do the right thing you know make the right decisions um respect people's you know lives and careers and just be a good, honest person. Yeah. The rest of it will take care of itself. Love it, man. Um, so, yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, look, absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, mate. Really it's great it. to be here. Cheers. Thank you, mate.